So we're on week five of swag. Who all loves being part of a church that has a series called swag? Thank you. It's awesome. I love it. Swag, getting your swag on. We've talked about it for like four weeks now about swag, and we're really answering this question of what does it mean to have swag? What does it mean to be great? Is it about the appearance that I have, the clothes that I wear, shiny necklaces that I'm, I'm, I'm wearing? Is it about money and finances? Is it about like my self-image and my appearance and who I am? What is swag? What does it mean to be great? Now, for me personally, I think what culture today says swag is and what God says swag is are very different. For me personally, my opinion is I think swag from our culture's perspective is very fake, very superficial. When the swag that God wants us to have, that that we've been talking about, has a lot of substance. So what does it mean to be great? What does it mean to have swag? During this series, we've taken a look at Bible characters, real human beings who lived real stories and had real lives. And what was it about their lives, characteristics that they had, that made them have swag from God's perspective? There's a scripture we've been talking about out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. We've read it every week. It says this. It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling." For you have been called by God. So what this scripture is saying, I am begging you to live a life worthy of your calling. To be the person that God created you to be. To live the life that God created you to be because God is calling you. So really what swag is, is the reality of me and you coming to the end of ourselves. And realizing God might be calling me for a greater purpose than I realize. And you and I accepting that call that God has. I I really think that's where true swag is found. I tell our students, because we've been doing this series as well, every week I've, I've told them, true swag from God's perspective, it's, it's not who we pretend to be on the outside, but it's who we are on the inside. The real swag is found in our character. It's found in how we live and who we are, not who we pretend to be. Godly swag has substance. It's not fake and superficial. I'm going to run through these weeks real quick. We've talked about characteristics that it means for us to have true swag. The first week we talked about determination and being determined when times get tough, that that's part of swag. Week two we talked about having courage and the battles we face and the fears that we have and realizing that God says be courageous and be of strength and to step out. And We need swag when it comes to our courage to face fears and battles within our lives. Week three, we talked about swag with our integrity and our character. The whole who I am on the inside is who I am on the outside. What you see is what you get. I'm not pretending. That's swag. Last week, we talked about swag with humility and putting others before ourselves and having to fight off this little thing called pride that is really not that little. And it's this constant battle of humility and pride and having swag is realizing I got to live a life of humility. Now this week, I don't know where you are this morning. Maybe you, you've been following Christ for a while and you, you have that relationship. Or maybe you're kind of on the fence or skeptical about God and, and something being out there and you being created for a reason and a purpose. Maybe this whole idea of God, it's not even in the picture of your life. And I don't know where you are this morning, but wherever you find yourself, I think what we're talking about is very um, relevant for you. And I've been in all those spots. So no matter where you find yourself on your journey, you're in an okay place. But I got to ask you this morning, are you open to what God might want to speak to you 
today about your life. And what we're talking about today, we've talked about all these characteristics about what it means to have real swag. My personal opinion is I believe what we're talking about today is probably the most important characteristic. If you really want to have swag, you've got to have what we're talking about today. It's really the foundation of what it means to have swag from God's perspective. And it's this thing called loyalty. Loyalty. If you want swag that lasts, it's not here one day and gone the next. You need a strong foundation. I need a strong foundation for my swag. It's found in my loyalty, my commitment, my devotion. There's this verse out of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. This is how important loyalty is from God's perspective. And if God thinks something important, I should probably at least consider it being important for me. The Bible says this, don't lose grip on your love and your loyalty. So don't lose grip of it, meaning you hold on to it. Don't let go. Don't drop it. And then it goes, another step, it says, tie them around your neck so they're constantly with you. And then it says, carve their initials on your heart. Don't lose your grip on love and loyalty. Don't lose your commitment, or don't lose your grip on commitment, on devotion, on your loyalty, whether it's to God first and foremost, and then maybe relationships within your life. Maybe it's, it's, it's a marriage that's struggling or circumstances that you're walking through. Don't lose grip of love and loyalty. Now, for me, I think we as people understand loyalty. Sometimes we just aren't loyal to the right things. Because whether you realize it or not, you and I are loyal to something or some things within our lives. Maybe it's our bank account. We're loyal to having a bunch of money so we can buy a bunch of things. And that's what our loyalty is right now. Maybe your loyalty is self-promotion and you just want to be better than everyone else. And you'll do anything. You'll walk over, over anyone at work just to get up to the next level. Maybe that's your loyalty. Maybe your loyalty is your self-image and who you're promoting yourself to be. Maybe who you're pretending to be on the outside. Maybe your loyalty is a sports team. I mean, we live in Nebraska. There's loyalty to the Huskers. I mean, that's just a given. And not all of these are necessarily bad, but sometimes I think we place too much focus on loyalties that are not eternal, things that really don't matter in the end. Where is your loyalty? But a question I want us to ask this, this morning is, what about my loyalty to God, my commitment, my devotion? Now, who on here at some point when you were a child, if you were a child at some point, raise your hand, every single one of you, good job. We all had childhood obsessions over things, whether it was the TV show or like a hobby. Who all had stuff like that? Like for me, I collected rocks when I was young. Come on, somebody. Secondly, and this is going to be a curveball. You guys probably don't expect this. I was a bird watcher for a point in my life. I had the bird watching book and everything. It lasted like three weeks, and I was like, this is stupid. That's a true story. A show I was loyal to, I was a Nickelodeon kid. I, I'm a 90s kid. We are the greatest generation ever. Come on. Tamagotchis, Nickelodeon. At one, point, at one point, there was no such thing as an iPhone. You had to record music with, like, little cassette tapes. or It was crazy. It's fun. 90s kids rock. I was loyal to this show called Rugrats. Tommy Pickles, come on. It's true. You want to know how loyal I was? This is how committed I was. And I'm not ashamed. I had Rugrats bed sheets. It's true. So when my friends came over, I'm like, hey, I'm committed to this. I'm all in. 
I ain't moving. Come on. I was devoted. But what about your life? Sure, we all have things we're loyal to. And not everything's bad. But the reality is, according to what the Bible says, and I choose to believe the Bible is God's word and its ultimate truth, what about your loyalty to God? Your commitment? Your devotion? I know for me, if I'm not loyal to my God, I have missed everything. If I'm not loyal and devoted and, commit, and committed to my God, I've, I've, I've missed it. But I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you I struggle in my commitment. I struggle in my devotion. I, I struggle in my loyalty of wanting to do my own thing and wanting to go my own way because sometimes following God is just difficult and challenging. I'll be the first person to say I can struggle with loyalty. And I think if you were to be honest with yourself, with something within your life, maybe it's not God, maybe it's a relationship or a marriage or some circumstances, your devotion and your loyalty is being challenged and it's difficult. And I think we all struggle in some form or fashion. I just have a few points right here. I think we sometimes declare loyalty to the wrong things. Part of our struggle with loyalty is sometimes we declare our loyalty to the wrong things. We're bowing down before things that may be a waste of time, from an, from an eternal perspective, really do not matter. We're, we can be more loyal to our, our self-image instead of focusing in on the image that God created us in. We can be, be more loyal to our self-promotion and wanting to be better than everyone else. We can be mo more loyal to our own agenda and life being all about me and what I want rather than maybe what God wants. That God might have something better for me than life being all about me. But sometimes we declare loyalty to the wrong things. And they're not necessarily bad things. But sometimes we declare too much of our loyalties to those things. And we lose focus of the one thing that really matters in my loyalty to God. Because if I want to have swag, i got to understand everything we've talked about the past four weeks. Extremely important. But if I can't understand that my loyalty to God and my swag is not just like, a one-time decision where I decide one day and then it's over. It's day in and day out I am loyal to God. That's what swag is. It's commitment. It's devotion. It's loyalty. But I think, and the second one is, I think sometimes we lack in commitment. I think sometimes we lack in commitment. For me, in high school, because I, I grew up in church my whole life. When I was 17 years old, I had that moment of realizing how messed up I was. And how I could not fix myself. And I had tried to fix myself. And I, and I had that moment where I'm like, God, I need you in my life. I believe what Jesus did for me was personal. That, like the power of the cross can change me and forgive my sins. And I had that moment, but I still didn't take my faith seriously and my relationship with God seriously. And sure, I was loyal and committed only out of convenience. If me following God and my loyalty to him didn't interfere with my relationships, didn't interfere with my personal decisions, didn't interfere with my popularity, didn't interfere with how I spent my time, I was loyal. But as soon as what God wanted for me didn't agree with what I wanted for me, I pushed God to the side. Because my loyalty to him was out of convenience. And I struggled with commitment. And we don't realize, maybe some, some of us do, Real sacrifice, real devotion, real loyalty takes time, and it, it costs us something. And I think sometimes with God, we want instant rewards when my loyalty to God may not reward me fully until eternity. I think we can struggle with commitment. 
third one is this. I think sometimes we don't keep our word. We struggle with having swag with our loyalty because we sometimes don't keep our word. We don't do what we say we will do. We make a promise, we don't keep it. We make a vow and we break it. We promise things to God and we promise things to people, but it's merely lip service because we don't really mean what we're saying. We have trouble keeping our word. We don't follow through on what we've said. Maybe you've experienced that. Or someone promised you something and they did not keep their word and boy, it hurts. Because all of a sudden you're like, I want to trust you, but you just broke that trust that I had with you because you didn't keep your word. I think we struggle with doing that. Fourth thing is this, I think when it comes to loyalty and God, me having true swag, it's we sometimes neglect our responsibilities. We sometimes neglect our responsibilities. You know, sure, I want to follow Jesus. But if it's going to bring responsibility on my life, responsibility takes time, it takes effort, it takes work, it takes sacrifice. Sometimes we don't want to put in the time, the effort, and the work to get to where we know we need to be and to take the opportunity to walk down the path that God's given us because we neglect our responsibility and things never change for us because we don't take responsibility for ourselves, expecting someone else to do what only we can do. And when it comes to our loyalty and God, our devotion, our commitment, we can struggle with pushing it to the side. I'll take care of it later. When I think God's calling us to be loyal in our responsibility today. But I think those are things all of us struggle with. I could go through list after list and just talk about our struggles with loyalty, whether it's with God, whether it's with your marriage, maybe it's with your work, maybe it's relationships. We as people struggle with loyalty, devotion, and commitment. And like I said earlier, if we can understand this concept we're talking about this morning of loyalty, devotion, commitment to God and having swag, what we talk about this morning can drastically change the course of your life if you listen and understand and think through how this applies to your life. Like I said, I don't know where everybody is in here this morning. We're all somewhere on our journey, and wherever you are, it's okay. But I've got to ask you, your loyalty in life, pointed toward God, where do you stand? How committed are you? How devoted are you? Now, we've been looking at uh, people of the Bible every single week who had swag, who, who had humility, who had integrity, who were determined, who had courage. And these aren't just made-up fairy tales. These are actual stories that took place, actual people that lived. And the cool thing about this, when we're talking about loyalty, because we're talking about a woman named Ruth today and how she had swag in her life when it came to loyalty, we got to realize the Bible is filled with stories of humans, people, who were just like you and me, who had fears, who had doubts, who had struggles, who had issues. And when we're talking about loyalty, loyalty is all throughout the pages of, of the Bible where people understood their loyalty to God and their loyalty to their relationships and their loyalty to their marriage. But also throughout the Bible, there's people after people and circumstance after circumstance where people were disloyal to God, uncommitted to God. Now, for me, when I read through that stuff, I'm like, I feel pretty good knowing I can relate to these people that God felt needed to be put in the Bible. Loyalty and disloyalty are all throughout the pages of the Bible. And the story of, of Ruth is a story of loyalty. I encourage you this week, 
Take time to read the book of Ruth. It's in the Old Testament toward the beginning. It's four chapters. So take a chapter a day and read it four days in a row. And I'm going to give you a quick summary of what's actually taking place because I don't have time to walk you through the whole story. But Ruth had a husband. I don't remember his name, so I apologize. But she was married to him, obviously. And back then, when you married a husband like Ruth, she moved away from her family and became part of this new family, her, her husband's family. And through this relationship and this marriage, Ruth got very close to her mother-in-law named Naomi. And there's a point in this story where tragedy strikes and Ruth's husband passes away. And Naomi comes up to Ruth and says, Ruth, I, I thank you so much for moving here and becoming a part of our family. But your husband, my son, has passed away. He's gone. He's no longer here. There's nothing for you here anymore. Just go home. Go back to your family. You have everything that you need there. Because apparently back then, with culture, if you lost your husband or your wife, you just went back to what your life was like before. But Ruth knew Naomi was in pain because she just lost her son. And Ruth understood loyalty. And here in a second, we're going to figure out what, what she decided to do. But for me, I read through the Old Testament, which is the first half of your Bible. Although the stories are true, they actually took place, I choose to believe that. I believe God places these stories in the, in the book we call the Bible to symbolize our lives. You know, we read the story of Ruth and her loyalty to a friend. I'm reading it, and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking about me and my loyalty to God. And by the interaction that Ruth and Naomi are having, I'm, I'm looking at my life and thinking, how am I interacting in that way with God? What is my loyalty like with God? I think for us, we've got to understand, to have swag, I've got to understand what loyalty looks like within my life. First and foremost, to God. Just as important to those around me. So the first thing is this, is this. If I really want to have swag when it comes to loyalty, loyalty is like the foundation of our swag. My commitment and my devotion is I have to understand this, that my loyalty is a big deal. My loyalty is a big deal. I think sometimes we take God too lightly. We don't take his guidance seriously. We don't take his word to heart. So we live like our loyalty to him isn't a big deal and is, and is not that important. We are devoted to God one day, and then it gets challenging, and we desert God the next because we don't understand my loyalty is a big, big deal. Now, for me, if one of you guys were to journal and log, like, this upcoming week for me, and you were to do it, like, by, by hour, you could find out pretty quickly what my loyalties are within my life. Because what I'm spending my time doing is more than likely what I'm loyal to. Just something to think about within your life. What are you loyal to within your life? How are you spending your time? Now, how big of a deal is your loyalty and my loyalty to God? The most quoted scripture in the Bible, something, if you've never been in church before, you have heard this verse before. Because it is everywhere. At every football game, on every sign, people are holding John 3.16. And this verse actually answers the question of how important is my loyalty to God, my devotion, and my commitment. It says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So according to the Bible, how big of a deal is my loyalty to God? According to the Bible, it says anyone who believes, anyone who is loyal, anyone who is devoted, anyone who is committed to Jesus shall never die 
but will be given eternal life. And if I seriously consider that, that's a pretty big deal. My loyalty to God is huge. But what about my loyalty to people within my life? This is where Ruth's story jumps in. Look at what Ruth said. How big of a deal is my loyalty to having swag when it comes to loyalty within my life? This is what Ruth said. So after Naomi said, Ruth, go back home. There's nothing left for you here. This is what Ruth responds with. She says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. That's a, that is a quote of loyalty. Ruth was loyal to, to Naomi. She said, no, don't tell me to leave. I'm loyal. I made a vow. I'm committed. I'm staying. Where you go, I'm going. Where you stay, I'm going to stay. Where you die, I'm going to die. Your people are mine. Your God is mine. I'm loyal. I'm committed. Ruth understood that loyalty was a significant part of her relationships because with loyalty comes trust. And when someone is disloyal, a level of trust is broken in a relationship. Maybe you've experienced that within your life, and it really hurts when someone's disloyal to you. Maybe you struggle today with loyalty to God because you feel like God's been disloyal to you. There's been circumstances within your life and situations within your life that are hard, things that you don't understand, and there's things that happen in my life that I don't understand, and it really tests my loyalty and my commitment to God. But you feel like God's been disloyal to me. When I needed him most, he left me. The time I needed him most, he deserted me. He abandoned me, left me out to dry, left me on my own. Why would I want to be loyal to a God that's disloyal to me? I don't know why bad things happen to good people. But there's times in life where my faith and my, my loyalty to God is, is, is tested. And if I base my faith in God off my feelings, I'm going to stop following God today probably. Because I can't base my faith in God off my feelings. I base my faith in God off my faith, and I I trust that who he is is who he says he is, and what he can do is what he says he can do. My loyalty to God is a big deal, and I I understand questioning God when life gets tough and things don't work out the way you feel like they need to. I've been there. To be honest with you, I probably still struggle with it when I'm going through stuff and be like, God, are you really working things out for my good? Because right now this does not feel like it. And it's during those times where I have to remind myself what the Bible says about God and his loyalty to me. It says in Deuteronomy 31, it says, Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. And the key part of this verse, it says, He will never leave you nor forsake you. God will never leave you nor nor forsake you. God is loyal. God's committed. God's all in. God's devoted to you and to me, which should be mind-blowing because I know who I am. The fact that God's devoted and committed to me, it's a pretty big deal. My loyalty to God is a big deal. Just like I said earlier, we can't have our loyalty to God be a loyalty of convenience. And as soon as it interferes with what I think I need and what I have planned for my life, I'm going to leave God if it's not in agreement with what I think is best. A lesson learned from my life, I, though, like, I know I'm, I'm fairly young, I've made a lot of stupid decisions. And I understand 
that what I think is best is usually not what's best for me. Oftentimes what I want brings a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. There's a lot of lessons to be learned. But I know my loyalty to God is going to cost me something. And I can't run away from God if what he says about my life and what I think I need for my life don't match up. My loyalty to God is a big deal. I think we need to understand that, just as Ruth did. Ruth understood her loyalty to Naomi was huge. And for us and our loyalty to God, it's a big deal. Maybe it's your loyalty to your marriage that's a big deal. Your loyalty to a relationship that's a big deal. We have to understand loyalty when it comes to swag is huge. Secondly, it's this. My loyalty will be tested. Who on here loves tests? Maybe you're in high school or you're in college or you were, some of us. Who on here just hates tests? I hated tests because I never studied for them, therefore I did not get good grades, and I could never come up with the right excuses on why I didn't pass them, other than I did not study, therefore I hate tests. But in life, when it comes to your loyalty and my loyalty to God, your, lo- your loyalty and my loyalty is going to be tested in major ways. Now, with Ruth's story, the decision that Ruth made to stay with Naomi and to be loyal cost her a lot. Because Ruth could have left, gone back to her family, probably had everything that she needed, but she decided to stay with Naomi because she knew she was loyal, devoted, and committed. The reality is, as we read through this story, Ruth and Naomi were in a significant situation right now because they lacked resources, they lacked money, they lacked food. And that's the situation that Ruth was left in because of her decision to be committed. It says in Ruth chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it says, And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind harvesters. Now, I'm not that smart, so I didn't know what glean meant, so I looked it up. And what glean means is this. It's a term used, maybe not just for harvesting, but in this situation it is, where people who were not as fortunate as others, who couldn't afford food, could glean behind the harvesters who were harvesting. And when you're harvesting stuff by hand, a lot of wheat and stuff will fall because you can't hold it all in. We've all tried to carry way too much stuff before and we've usually dropped things. That's what caused gleaning to happen. And back then, they allowed people who weren't as fortunate, who didn't have food and money, to glean and pick up the leftovers behind the harvesters. And this is what Ruth had to do day after day after day. Now, harvesting back then, like they're doing it by hand, it probably took months to do. Day after day after day in the heat, gleaning just to have food. I bet you at some point in that situation, Ruth probably felt a little tested about the vow and the commitment that she made to Naomi. I'm sure there were times where she wanted to go home, but she had to decide to persevere and to stay loyal to the commitment that she made. Ruth's loyalty was tested, but she stayed committed. Think about your life and my life. How is your loyalty to God being tested? 
right now within your life. Because if I want to have real swag, i got to understand loyalty is huge. But my loyalty to God is going to be tested. And oftentimes when it's tested, it's very painful. How is your loyalty to God being tested? Now, I don't know about you, but once I gave my life to Jesus, I was under the impression that all the temptation, all the bad influence, all the stupidity of, of who I was was going to be completely gone. And I would never be tempted. I would never struggle. I would not be insecure. Life would be easy. I don't know about you guys, but once I gave my life to Christ, the fight for my life really began. Because all of a sudden, I, I realized life was not all about me. There were a lot of things about me that needed to change. Just because I start following Jesus doesn't mean there's no temptations. Doesn't mean there's no bad influence. Doesn't mean there's zero responsibility for me. Your faith, your loyalty, your, your commitment to God is going to be tested. All of a sudden, when I declared my loyalty to, to Christ, my life became a little more difficult. Not in a bad way, but it's because I was living, I was living for something bigger than myself. I realized my life had a purpose. And all, really, all of a sudden, my loyalty to God was put to the test that I had to think, what was I going to think about? What people were I going to hang out with? What choices were I going to make? What was I going to talk about? What was I going to value? How was I, how was I going to live? Who was I going to be? Because my loyalty and devotion and commitment to God is going to be tested. The Bible puts it this way. I, I love this picture. In 1 Peter 1.7, it says, Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Is anybody in here a... Does anyone in here own a furnace that you purify gold in? Let me see your hands. Man, I wanted gold. That's cool. This is crazy. I don't know a lot about this stuff, so don't come and correct me if I say something wrong. Just let it slide. I know enough about purifying gold to where I can understand what God's trying to say here. So think about gold, wherever they get it from. I watch Discovery Channel, and there's all these shows about gold. Who all watches these? Gold's in some crazy places. Gold, when it's first pulled out of the ground, is obviously there's gold because it's gold, and gold is gold. But it's impure, and it's not purified. And in order for gold to get purified, it, puts, it gets put in this crazy hot furnace that's hot because it's a crazy hot furnace. So imagine you're a piece of unpure, impure gold put into a furnace. You'd probably start screaming even before they put you in there. Because you know it's going to be extremely hot and painful. And what happens with gold is as it's put through that furnace and put through the pain, put through the heat, all of a sudden all these impurities on it start to rise up. And whoever is in charge of the furnace that day can swipe it away. And over time, I don't know how quickly it happens with gold, you're left with this pure piece of gold. That if it didn't go through painful circumstances, if it didn't go through the heat, it could not be what it was meant to be in pure gold. And what it's saying here in 1 Peter, it says pure gold put, put in the fire. It comes out of it pr proved pure. And then it says genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. In other words, my loyalty to God, my devotion, my commitment will be put to the test. And genuine loyalty, true commitment, true devotion is going to last. Meaning anything that is false or fake, or superficial is going to be proven false or fake or superficial. It will not last. There's this stuff called fool's gold. And 
whenever I got it as a kid in my rock collection, I was excited. Because I could pretend like it was real gold. But I guarantee you, if you put that fool's gold in the same furnace that the pure gold was trying to be purified by, that fool's gold will not last long at all because it's fake. My loyalty to God's got to be real. Am I really committed? Am I really all in? Because here's the thing. God is going to try to teach us lessons if God is our Heavenly Father. And He hates it when hard things happen to us. I don't understand why bad things happen, but I can guarantee you God is our Heavenly Father hates when hard things happen to us. Sometimes we bring those hard things on us because of our own rebellion and our bad choices. And like any loving father would bring loving consequences because that loving father is concerned about the well-being of his child, and it's the same with God. Now, I don't know about you, but if I think me being devoted to Jesus is going to be a walk in the park and easy, I probably haven't read the Bible very much. Because Jesus' disciples were all murdered and martyred for the cause of Christ because of what they claimed to believe about Jesus. And when I'm reading that, I I look at my life and I'm like, how serious am I about what I claim to believe and follow? And if I think my life's going to be any easier than that of the disciples, I really need need to think about what is actually taking place between me and God. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to go be martyred for the cause of Christ today here. But the reality is you have an enemy that is real that is trying to destroy who you are and wants to do everything he can within, within his power to destroy your loyalty and your commitment to God. Now, I have friends in high school who in high school, they were committed to God. They were loyal, and they were more loyal and committed than I was. And I look at them now, and some of them are way far away from God because they, they started taking the bait that Satan was throwing out at them. Because the enemy cannot destroy you. He throws bait out for us to latch on to so that we can destroy ourselves. Because the Bible says God's power is greater than that of the enemy, and I believe that. But I know that I have this flesh within me, the sinful nature that is, that is, is evil and dark. But I have to realize my loyalty to God is going to be tested through temptations? Am I going to cut corners at work financially? Am I going to walk over people to be promoted? What am I going to do when I'm by myself, the decisions that I'm making when I'm on the internet, when I'm with that person? What am I doing on the, on, on the weekends, the choices that I'm making? Because your enemy is trying to destroy you. He's trying to destroy me through little temptations, and sometimes we like to grab a hold of those things and all of a sudden, our loyalty and devotion to God is not what it needs to be. And I, I'm not calling us to be perfect people, because if we were supposed to be perfect, Jesus died for nothing. But there is a point where we do realize, you know what? I am a broken individual. I know I'm still going to mess up at points in life more than I would like to, but I know that this is a serious commitment situation between me and God and my loyalty. And i got to do everything I can to last. When I'm tested, i got to stand. When I'm tested, I'm not going to cave in. When I'm the only one in that group standing up for Christ, I'm going to stand up for Christ. And I don't care what other people think about me. Because I'm devoted and I'm committed. And I know who I'm supposed to be. And I know the reason that God has called me to live. And I don't care who knows about it. I'm unashamed. I'm loyal. If my, loyal, if my loyalty to God is really going to be tested through temptations? Am I willing to defend my vow and my commitment no matter what it costs? 
Because you have to fight and I have to fight for who we want to be. I can only fight for myself. I know who God's calling me to be. I know the life God's calling me to live. And I'm the only one responsible to fight for that within my life. And I have people within my life that can urge me on and encourage me. That's why we do life groups here. So you're not doing life by yourself. You can have people beside you that know what's going on. That can help you fight when your faith and your loyalty is being tested. Loyalty to God is huge. Will you defend it? Will you cave in? Will you stand your ground? Will I remain loyal or will I turn my back when it gets too hard? We've got to understand to have true swag. We've got to understand my loyalty to God is huge. In reality, my loyalty to God is going to affect my loyalty to other people as well. And then I've got to understand my loyalty, my devotion, my commitment is going to be tested and it might hurt and bring pain. But the Bible says there's hope in the end because God's trying to get impurities out of our lives so that we can be people that God has called us to be. The third thing is this. My loyalty is an everyday decision. My loyalty is an everyday decision. Because Ruth, she had swag when it came to loyalty. Because I guarantee you there were times where she began to glean and pick up that we day in and day out and day after day after day and it got to a point where she wanted to give up and she had to tell herself today I'm loyal I've made a vow I'm committed we are no different there was one point in my life where I realized how broken and messed up I was and what Jesus offered me and what he did finally made as much sense as it could but every day since then every day when I wake up I know I still have an opportunity to follow what I want to do. And I could turn my back on God and do my own thing at any moment. And that scares me to death. Because deep down inside me, I want to be loyal. But I know I have to fight for my loyalty and my commitment. I got to decide every day, I am in this for the long haul. I'm going to decide today I will be loyal. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about what's around the corner. Today, right now, in this moment, I am devoted and I'm committed to my relationship with God. Joshua 24, 15, it says, But if you refuse to serve the Lord, I refused for a long time, and it was not a good situation. It says, if you're not going to follow God, if you're not going to be committed, then you need to choose today whom you will serve. What is your life really about? Because if it's not about being loyal to God, I know for me, I've missed the mark. And it says, choose today whom you will serve, not choose tomorrow. Choose today, right now, in, in this moment, who are you loyal to in life? I know for me personally, every time I've declared loyalty to something other than God, it never lasts and it's not worth it. When I declared my loyalty in high school to my popularity and my self-image just so I wouldn't be rejected, so I could fit in, I, I would cave in to, to temptations. I would, I would do what everyone else was doing because I struggled with this whole loyalty thing. And my loyalties were to everything else other than God. My popularity didn't, didn't last. Me being loyal to my self-image did not satisfy. Honestly, it brought destruction upon my life. I've realized everything else other than God that I declare loyalty to is not going to last, and it's not worth it. 
worship team, you can, you can go and come up. There's this awesome verse out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says this. Because we're talking about our loyalty and swag and being committed and being devoted to God. We've got to understand it is a big deal. Your loyalty, my loyalty to God is, is, a, is a big deal. Eternity is in play. And we've got to understand that loyalty is going to be tested. It's going to be tried. Because your life and my life is being purified. Is my commitment genuine? Or am I just giving God lip service? Am I going to fight for the life that I know God's calling me to live? The person I know God's calling me to be, even though it's going to be painful, it may be scary, it's going to cause me to have faith and trust in God that I may not fully understand. It says this in 1 Corinthians 2. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Your loyalty and my loyalty. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who are loyal, for those who are devoted, for those who are committed. When the times get tough, when the tests come, when the hardships happen, when we don't understand, God has amazing things in store for those that are loyal. And I don't know where you are in life today, but I know that there's a lot of times where, and you've, you've already heard me say it today, where I base my loyalty to God off of how I feel. We can't base our loyalty to God off how we feel. Base my loyalty, I base my loyalty, my loyalty to God off who he is, who he says he is. I'm not always going to feel like God's always there, even though he is. I can't let my loyalty to God be determined by how my circumstances are. And if life's good, I'm following God. If life's not really falling in place for me, then I'm going to push God to the side. That's not what loyalty is. I, I can't speak to marriages, but I, I'm sure that everyone that's married in here probably has times where you aren't getting along too well. And there's times where you may not love that person as much as you would like to in that situation. And the wrong thing like, would be to say, forget this, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Because the reality is that day at that altar, you said, I'm committed to this. I'm not basing love off of my feelings. I'm basing love off of a commitment and what I think about you. We can't walk away from God when times get tough, when times get hard, and I know it's painful and we don't understand. If you guys will sh just uh, shut your eyes for me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up here, but maybe you're here this morning and this whole thought of a relationship with God is something you don't understand. You haven't made that commitment. You haven't taken that step and saying, God, here I am. Here's my life. I'm all in. I'm committed. I'm loyal and I'm devoted. Today, whom will you choose to serve? If you're in that group and you feel like you never made that commitment to Christ and accepting and receiving what he did for you upon the cross, with every eyes closed, I just want to see your hands so I can know to pray. Maybe you're here this morning and life is just tough and 
you've made that commitment to Christ, but it's just tough and it's painful and you don't always understand. And if you were honest, you're at the end of your rope and things just don't seem to be going your way and you're doubting God and maybe you're walking through that hardship. Right now, you're the golden in the furnace and it's painful. And you feel like God's speaking to you today about your loyalty to him in some form or fashion, whatever that looks like for you. I just want to see your hand so I can pray for you as well. Lord, God, I I pray today, God, that we'll realize that loyalty to you, God, and having swag, God, it's it's a big deal, Lord. Our loyalty is going to be tested, and we're going to have to choose every day whom I'm going to follow. Am I going to give up and turn my back on God when times are hard, or am I going to stay loyal and committed to what I decided? God, your word says you never leave us or forsake us, and help us to not base our faith off our feelings, but to base our faith off of you remain loyal when times get tough to stand strong when no one else is God we love you 